Well, welcome to week three of Fight to Flourish. It's going to be an amazing day together. I just want to invite you to come back next week for the grand finale. And I'm so excited for next week's message. Um, But today, we are talking through some things that I really feel like God is speaking to each and every one of us in, in, our, in our journey, in what we're going through. And um, I want to talk today about when life feels more than we can bear. I want to talk today about not giving up on what God has called you to do. I don't know where you're at right now at this moment, right now in your life. Um, Maybe you're losing heart. Maybe you've already lost heart. Uh, Maybe you don't have the courage, any courage. Maybe you're feeling like you're running empty. Maybe you don't even see the reason for showing up or fighting. Maybe you think, I'm not even in a fight. What do I have to to contribute? I'm not fighting. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to live my nominal, normal life. Well, there comes a point in our journey where we've cried all our tears, and then we're literally left with asking the question, what am I going to do now? Am I going to keep going? Am I going to keep showing up? Or am I going to throw in the towel? Am I going to give up? In The Silver Chair, chair, the book, The Silver Chair by C.S. Lewis, he wrote, crying is all right in its way while it lasts, but you have to stop sooner or later, and then you'll have to decide what to do. And emotions are good. We know emotions are good. Um, uh, What you feel, what you're going through is real. And it's good to cry. It's good. It's normal and it's natural to feel and and to hurt and to be in pain. But then there's a point where we have to choose what we're going to do with what we experienced, what we're, how we're going to move forward, if we're going to move forward. And we have to ask the question, what are we going to do about it? There is an option to quit. There is an option to opt out. There is the option to give up, to throw in the towel. But I want to talk today about how it's possible to not give up how it's possible to not just get back in the fight, to not just get back in the ring, so to speak, but to keep showing up and to keep fighting forward. And my message today, as you're taking notes, and I'm believing that you're taking notes, whether on your phone or you have your little journal, um, but my message today is don't quit now. Don't quit now. And to be perfectly honest, this message has been a heavy one this week. It's been one that um, I really believe and feel that God has for each and every one of us. I have felt the weight of this. Um, I have felt like giving up this week, to be perfectly honest, and just cutting this series short because it was a really hard week. I literally sprained my ankle. I um, have just been having a hard time. Um, I've felt the weight of this message, to be perfectly honest with you. But I believe that there are some of you who are really struggling with wanting to give up right now. I really believe that there are some of you who are wanting to give up and not follow Jesus anymore because this is really hard. Or maybe you're wanting to give up because God's call on your life um, is difficult and you didn't actually sign up for this and you didn't ask for it and you don't want it. 
to be honest. So let's talk about this. You can fight through this because there's more around the corner. I believe that a reason for us to keep showing up, to keep fighting, is because there is more for us, that God has more for you. A while back, uh, Levi and I were invited to a friend's birthday party, and part of this was included driving really fast cars, like legit race cars. And when I heard this, I was like, okay, that's great. Levi's gonna be in the driver's seat. I'm gonna be in the back seat. I am not driving a car. I literally, like in all the video games, that race car video games, I never stay on the, the track. And so I just pictured myself like crashing on the side and like bumping into the, the side of the track. And so... I, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I decided in my heart, I'm not going to do this. This is scaring me to death. Um, I'm, I, I can't do this. Um, I'm not going to be in the driver's seat. But then I found myself in the driver's seat somehow. And I think it was because there, everyone was doing it. And then all of a sudden, I'm just, I'm in there. And I have this helmet on. And I, I honestly did not want to be there. I had this very kind British man who was my co-pilot, who was a professional, and he was leading me through. But I just wanted to give you a glimpse, and then talk a little bit after this, into my experience. There's one very slow car. Let's see what these are doing. <laughs> it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be fine. We're going to look after you. We're going to let one vehicle pass, but just keep it going, Jenny. All right, you're good to go now, so a little bit more power. Just pretend you're late for work or okay. you're missing an important function. Okay. You're gonna to keep to the right, we've got another car coming up, so I'm gonna hold on to the wheel. Alright Jenny, you're good, just keep it going. Come off the brake now, you've got oh. loads of grip with these tires. Okay. All clear behind. Keep it going, Jenny. Okay, great. If you come off that brake, you're fine. Okay. Alright, it's all clear now. I love the brake. It's going. You're so patient. No, it's okay. So you're late for school now. You've got to get the kids to school okay. real quick. Okay. All right, keep to the right. So a little bit more power now. So you're on the freeway now. No cops around, so you can't get a ticket. Okay. Keep it going. There you go, Jenny. That's it. Just keep it going. Now you're good. There you go. You're fine now. Nothing behind you. Off the brake. You're fine. Okay. All righty. A little bit more going for me. Keep it going. All righty. So a little bit more power. Once he's passed. There you go, Jenny. Follow that car. You're clear behind. Yeah, okay. Well, at least you're doing it. That's the main thing. <laughs> there they go. So you're clear for the moment. That's good. There you go, Jenny. All right, follow that white car now. You're good to go again. <laughs> okay, so that was just a glimpse into my mind, a glimpse into who I am, my life, being extra cautious. Um, okay, so there's a lot of things about that, but I want to focus on the fact that, okay, yes, I was passed 11, 12 times. I think Levi probably passed me like four times, maybe more. Um, but I was reluctant. I was scared. I didn't want to do this, but I did it. And, um, and it was a scary thing for me. And yes, I did it, but here's the thing. There was so much more potential for me. I literally, the highest I went was like a little more than 60 miles per hour. I go faster than that. I won't say how fast I go normally, but I, I could have, like, the, pot, the potential for me was to go 180. That's two more or three times what I, ha I had done. I could have gone further. I could have pushed it a little bit harder, but I, I stayed insanely in the safe route. Um, and my point is, we may not even um, want to do what we're doing. 
we may be in a season where we don't want to be where we are. We don't want to do what we're doing. But it's possible to not just get in the car, but to push and drive and experience God's highest potential for you. Now, I am not an adrenaline junkie, so it wasn't like super important for me to get in and to go 180 miles an hour, but I could have gone a little faster. And today, in this message, I want to give you some handles. I wanna give you some phrases, honestly, phrases from the Bible, some truth that you can speak over yourself when you feel like giving up, when you feel like driving off the track and just quitting, when you feel like you can't go anymore. And the first one is when I am weak, he is strong. When I am weak, he, our God, is strong. This is something you can tell yourself when you feel like giving up. In the Bible, uh, Paul in 2 Corinthians talks about Uh, an illness or um, something in his life, and we don't know exactly what it was. We know that it was a physical setback that was keeping him from really wanting to, really doing what he wanted to do. And he, it even says that he begged God to take it away. He said three times, I begged that God would take this away. Some people think it was an eye issue. I I don't know what it was, but um, I love here what he talks about. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8. He says in the Amplified Version, concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it, this physical ailment, might leave me. But he, God, said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. So I am well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, and with difficulties for the sake of Christ. When I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. This is so beautiful and should be a a verse that we memorize and we stick on our mirror or in in our car. Um, But Paul knew the secret to strength. He knew that God's grace was sufficient for him. He knew that God's power was made perfect in his weakness. And I don't understand how this works. I don't understand this. I don't understand how our weakness um, shows God's strength. But Paul's conclusion, he says that I will gladly boast in my weakness so that the power of Christ may enfold me and dwell in me. And he said, I am well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, distresses, persecutions, with difficulties. And this is so beautiful to me because he starts with this physical illness, this physical setback, but he pivots to all these other things, insults, distresses, persecutions, difficulties. He started off saying, God, I I wish this was gone, but I believe that you are most glorified in this weakness. And if you allow this to stay, then 
I'm glad in it and I'll actually boast in it because it's gonna show your strength. It's gonna show your power. It's gonna show your glory. And so what a beautiful uh, perspective for us to have that whether it's a physical situation that we're in, I don't know what you're struggling with today. Maybe it is a physical sickness or an illness or um, something with your eyesight. But we're, we're all in a place where we're struggling with some kind of difficulty, some kind of sprained ankle or, or something that is feeling like holding, that, that it's holding us back. But here's the thing, when you are weak, he is strong. His grace is sufficient for you. When I first met Levi, I found out before he would preach that every time he would preach, he would pray this prayer, he would speak this over him. And when he first started preaching, um, he would sometimes throw up behind the stage, like he would get so nervous. And now it's just, it's so amazing to see that strength um, and that meekness, that strength under control. But he literally will, will pray this and speak this before every time he preaches. He's, he says, God's grace is sufficient for me and his strength is made perfect in weakness. And in Jeremiah 31, 25, he says, for I, this is God, I will refresh the weary soul and replenish all who are weak. God is strong for us. And it's actually a beautiful thing to see our weakness glorifying God and pointing all glory, all power, all honor, all attention, all spotlight on Jesus. Number two, when you feel like giving up, you can speak this over yourself. It's okay to fight and cry. It's okay to fight and cry. I recently heard about this woman named Rhonda Rousey, and she's the only woman to win the championship for both UFC and WWE. And I was watching part of this documentary of, of her life and, and how she fights, and she is amazing. She's a beast. Uh, but it was of her coaches and some of her friends talking about her, how she fought. And it was so interesting to me because they would say she'd be in the ring, she'd be fighting, she'd be getting punched in the face. It would, it would be a really hard fight. And she would, we, she would step out and cry. And then they'd say, okay, you gotta get back in. She'd go back in and fight, 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 fight. And then she would step out and cry. Literally, they, they said this about her. She would fight and cry, cry and fight, fight and cry. But she kept going and she, um, and it was just what a beautiful example of doing a hard thing, of doing something. I mean, I can't imagine getting punched in the face. Lennox the other day, like, ki like kicked me with his heel in my eye. And I was like, buddy, you're going to give me a black eye. and I'm going to be preaching with a black eye. And I don't think I do. But, but that hurts so bad. I can't imagine getting punched in the face. But I love, I love this, that she fought and she cried. She did the hard thing. And she took a moment and just like, man, this is really hard. And then she went back in and went back in and went back in. And I believe that that is meant for us. We are meant to fight hard and to cry. We're meant to run to God, the God who created us, the God who loves us. We're meant to run to him and cry out to him. Psalm 61 verse two says, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. That's a long way from the end of the earth. When my heart is overwhelmed, I don't know if you've felt that recently or in your life, but when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
What a beautiful thing to be crying out to God, to be hurting and in so much um, anguish and pain. And you just say, God, when my heart is overwhelmed and I don't know what to do, I run to you. Lord, lead me to the rock that's higher than me. Lead me to the place that I can't go on my own. God calls us to do what's hard. God calls us, the Bible says, to the narrow road. When we follow Jesus, we're, we're called to this narrow road, and it's a hard one. It's not easy. You imagine the broad road where there's music and flowers, and, and you can walk anywhere. It's such a broad road. And then here's Jesus saying, well, this is a narrow road, and this is hard, but it's worth it, and I'm walking it with you. But the point is here is that we fight forward and we cry out to God. We fight and we cry. We engage in the struggle. We run to God. We fight and we flourish. The goal is that we keep running to God. He wants that relationship with us. And we should be hungry and thirsty for that relationship as well. We fight and we cry. Psalm 126 verse 5 says, those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and harvest. Oh, harvest overflowing, it says. Gosh, that's so beautiful. It's okay to fight and to cry because God can handle it. He can handle us running to him. He can handle us telling to him what's hard, telling him what's, what's hurting. And we need it. We need to do that. Psalm 18, verse 6 says, I cried out to you in my distress, the delivering God, and from your temple throne you heard my troubled cry. My sobs came right into your heart, and you turned your face to rescue me. Thank you, God. Well, the third statement I want you to write down so that you can speak this over yourself, speak this over a friend in moment of wanting to give up is as I wait on the Lord, he will renew my strength. As I wait on the Lord, he will renew my strength. Waiting on the Lord. Rest is important. And it's so interesting to me because in boxing, rest is actually built into the fight. Whether it's UFC or boxing or whatever the fight is, uh, there's a certain amount of rounds. But between each round, there's a break and there's a rest and there's a moment. And these moments are for the boxer, the fighter to sit in the corner and for the coach to come out and put whatever they put on those cuts and to give them some water and to pour water on their head um, and to get bandaged or I don't know, however that works, to get the coaching they need to just shake it off and to focus up and to keep fighting and to keep going. Psalm 38 says, I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. And if you've had that deep anguish of soul, that grief upon you, you know that sigh, that deep sigh. <sighs> my heart pounds. My strength fails me. Even the light has gone from my eyes. Lord, I wait for you. You will answer, Lord, my God. If we can say, God, I'm hurting. I'm in pain. 
I look to you. Or maybe I feel nothing. I feel numb. I know that I should be fighting, but I feel like I don't have any will to fight. And I don't know what I would even be fighting for. But I look to you. I wait on you. And these verses I'm going to share right now are some of my most favorite. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31 says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He gives power to the weak. If you're weak, you're in the perfect place because God will give power to you. Look up, run to him, cry out to him. He will give you what you need. He will be what you need. Look up and remember who's got you. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. We can grow in strength as we run to him. Wait on the Lord. With him, you'll be able to keep going and you'll be able to not give up and not throw in the towel. This fourth statement, write this down. I won't give up now because God has more for me that I can't see. I won't give up now because God has more for me that I can't see. There's power as you keep showing up. Keep showing up with God. Keep running to him. First thing in the morning, let that be the first thing you say, God, I love you. I need you. Keep showing up at church. No matter what that looks like, Show up with the people of God. We need to hear from God's word together as a group. Keep showing up in your small group. Don't miss out on that. We need each other. We need the accountability. Keep showing up in your family and in the lives of the people around you, the people who need you the most. Keep showing up. And if you're tired, and believe me, it's so easy to be tired. If you're tired of doing what God's called you to do, if you're tired of showing up, if you're tired of trying to make the right decision, trying to live this life before God, if you're tired of trying to live purely, don't quit now. Don't quit now. Don't give up because it's easy to get tired. The Bible says this. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become tired of doing good. I think the author, I think Paul said this because the church was getting tired. Don't get tired of doing good. At the right time, we will gather a crop if we do not give up. Why not give up? Because that was be, it would be so easy to do that. Why not give up? Because God has a harvest for us. God has more strength for us. God has more strength for others through us. He has more for us to grow in. We're not gonna get saved and just stay there. 
We're gonna get saved and we're gonna call on Jesus and we're gonna call on Jesus the next day. And we're gonna call on Jesus the next day and we're gonna keep growing and we're gonna keep giving even when it's hard, even when we don't feel like it because that is how we will grow. We will see the strength that is around the corner that maybe we can't see from this vantage point. But God can see, and he has it for us. Just keep going. Maybe around the corner is the breakthrough that you need. Maybe around the corner is the, the joy, the, the love, the, the grace, the peace. Just keep going, even if you can't see. It's like what Rocky said. Going in one more round when you don't think you can, that's what makes all the difference in your life. When you just keep going even when you feel like you can't. And like we learned last week in James, which honestly, this, these verses have just been rumbling around in my soul as I've been walking through hard stuff this week, which I know you have too. In James 1, 2 through 5, in a different translation than we read last week, I like shaking it up a little bit. Um, my brothers and sisters, you will face all kinds of trouble. When you do, when you do, think of it as pure joy. Your faith will be tested. You know that when this happens, it will produce in you the strength to continue. And you must allow this strength to finish its work. Then you will be all you should be. You will have everything you need. If any of you needs wisdom, you should ask God for it. He will give it to you. God gives freely to everyone and doesn't find fault. Let this hard thing that you're in right now, let this challenging moment, let this random sprained ankle, let this sty in your eye, let this whatever this, this thing is that you're in right now, this struggle that you're in, let it do the work that it's meant to do in you. Because just like it says, your faith will be tested. And you know that when this happens, it will produce in you the strength to continue, the strength to continue, the strength to take the next step, the strength to give, the strength to show up. And this number five, write it down. <clears throat> I've got what it takes. I've got what it takes. And what does it take? Well, we just read that if we need wisdom, we ask God. And honestly, that's what it takes in each moment. There are so many conversations I'm in where maybe someone's asking for advice or we're just in a normal conversation and I'm literally like, God, I have no idea what to say right now. I have no idea how to help this person. I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. Lord, give me wisdom. And Every time, it's just this, God gives me what I need in the moment. And I believe the same for you, that as you just ask God for wisdom, you say, God, I ask for your favor today. God, I ask for your wisdom in me today. God gives freely. He's a good, good father, and he loves you, and he's doing a work in you that is so much deeper than what you can see. And so what does it take? Well, it takes asking for wisdom. What else does it take? Well, it doesn't take as much ability as availability. In the Bible, when God called Samuel in 1 Samuel 3, it's a really sweet story. Samuel's a boy, and God literally calls his name in the middle of the night. He says, Samuel, Samuel. 
And Samuel thinks that it's his uh, pastor, the, the guy he's, who's like discipling him. And, and finally, um, he's like, well, I think God's calling you, so you should probably say this to him. And so when he finally finds out that it's God speaking to him, uh, Samuel says, speak, God. I'm your servant. I'm ready to listen. When God called Isaiah in Isaiah 6, Isaiah's response was, here I am, send me. And then there's Moses, and it's a little different, and found in Exodus 3, Moses, his first response was, uh, who am I to do this? I don't think I got this. Um, and then they have a conversation, and then Moses is like, yeah, but what if nobody believes me? And then they have a conversation, and then Moses says, well, I can't speak very well. I'm not eloquent. I bumble. I blabber. And then they have more of a conversation. And finally, Moses says, God, you should just send someone else. Have you ever felt this way? I know I have, when I just feel like it's too much for me. And I literally pray, God, I, this is too much for me to handle. I think you should send someone else. I can't handle this. I, I don't have what it takes. I don't think I've got this one. But here's the thing. When God calls your name, when he asks you to go for him, when he calls you to speak, he will also equip you and strengthen you and use you. So you have what it takes. You do. You have what it takes. And God's not looking for your ability. He's not asking for your resume to see all the amazing things you've done, all the awesome work you've done in this. He just wants you. He wants your availability. He wants your willingness. He wants your obedience and even your weakness. You've got this because he's got you. Okay, I wanted to show you this video again, but this time, listen to Barry, the professional. I want you to listen to what he's saying to me. There's one very slow car. Let's see what these are doing. <laughs> it's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be fine. We're gonna look after you. We're gonna let one vehicle pass, but just keep it going, Jenny. Okay. All right, you're good to go now, so a little bit more power. Just pretend you're late for work or okay. you're missing an important function. Okay. You're gonna to keep to the right. We've got another car coming up, so I'm gonna hold onto the wheel. All right, Jenny, you're good. Just keep it going. Come off the brake now. You've got oh. loads of grip with these tires. Okay. All clear behind. Keep it going, Jenny. Okay, great. You can come off that brake, you're fine. Okay. Alright, it's all clear now. I love the brake. It's going. You're so patient. No, it's okay. So you're late for school now. You've got to get the kids to school okay. real quick. Okay. All right, keep to the right. It's like a little bit more power now. So you're on the freeway now. No cops around, so you can't get a ticket. Okay. Keep it going. There you go, Jenny. That's it. Just keep it going. Now you're good. There you go. You're fine now. Nothing behind you. Off the brake. You're fine. Okay. All righty. A little bit more going for me. Keep it going. All righty. So a little bit more power. Once he's passed. There you go, Jenny. Follow that car and you're clear behind. Yeah, okay. Well, at least you're doing it. That's the main thing. <laughs> there they go. So you're clear for the moment. That's good. There you go, Jenny. All right, follow that white car now. You're good to go again. My final point here is, is the sixth. And yes, I know I started with two points two weeks ago, three points last week, and I just jumped up to six. But my final point is what God speaks over you that I want you to take note of. This is what God speaks over you. Number six, have courage, take heart, I am with you. Did you hear what Barry was saying? I'd like to think that God speaks to me in a calming, kind, British voice. Um, 
But how encouraging was he? He wasn't saying, oh man, wow, you're doing really bad. Oh, you're only going 20 and 10 people have already passed you and you, sh- you can go 180. He wasn't condemning at all. He was so encouraging. You're going to be fine, Jenny. At least you're doing it, Jenny. You've got this, Jenny. Just a little more power. It's okay. You're fine. Just a little more power. A little more power. Just a little faster. And I love his encouragement, but I think most of all, I love that he kept saying my name because there was a comfort in that. Okay. You got this, Jenny. You got this, Jenny. And I just want to remind you that God knows you. In a world of billions of people, God sees you. He knows your name. He created you. He sees you and he speaks lovingly and kindly to you. At the same time, he's going to challenge you and he's gonna say hard things and he's gonna call you up and he's gonna call out the potential in you. He's gonna bring out the things that, um, that are gonna cause you to shine and to grow. And I just want to remind you that if you just keep showing up when you don't feel like it, if you don't give up now, you're gonna see God, his strength in you like never before. God loves you. He speaks his name over you. In Joshua, Moses had just died. The book of Joshua, this talks about how God calls Joshua to be the next leader of his people. And God tells Joshua, here's what I'm commanding you to do. Be strong and brave. Do not be afraid. Do not lose hope. I am the Lord, your God. I will be with you wherever you go. And God was speaking this to, Mo, to, jo, to Joshua and Moses had just died. And I just believe that God wouldn't have said, don't be afraid or don't lose hope if Joshua was, was not afraid and not losing hope. I believe that God was speaking to him in his fear. I believe that God was speaking to him in his, uh, his loss of hope and his loss of courage and his loss of heart. But I believe also that God is speaking this to you. God speaks to you today. Are you losing hope? God speaks to you, don't lose hope. Are you afraid? He's speaking to you, don't be afraid. Are you having a hard time? Are you losing heart? Take heart. He speaks to you, take heart. Have courage, be brave. Why? Because he's with you. He's with you wherever you go. And not only do I believe that you have it in you to not quit. I also believe that you have it in you to get back in the ring with even more fight, with even more intensity, with even a sweeter spirit, with even more grit. And maybe you're not where you want to be, but just look back, take a look back and see how far you've come. And maybe you're growing slowly, maybe it's a slow process, but you're growing, you're doing it. Just a, just a little bit more power, just a little bit more power. You're driving and you're fighting, you're fighting and you're crying, just a little bit more, one more round. And like in the book, The Last Battle by C.S. Lewis, ending where we started, King Tyrion told Jill, courage, child, We are all in the pause of the true Aslan. And Father, we look to you today. And so many of us have felt this in our heart to to give up, to quit. But I believe you're calling us to courage. 
I believe you're calling us to take heart, to not lose heart, to not lose hope, but to keep looking to you, to keep trusting in you. And I pray for those now who are feeling like they just can't show up, they just can't keep going. I pray for a strength, your strength in them. I pray that they would see that they're weak, admit it, that they would call on you, that they would run to you and that you would be glorified in their lives, that you would be lifted up, that your strength would be made perfect, would be made complete in their weakness. And God, I also just pray for anyone who doesn't have this sweet relationship with you. I pray for anyone who is far from you, who hasn't made the decision to surrender their lives to you. If that's you, I just wanna pray a prayer with you. You're just saying, God, I, I need you. God, I surrender to you. I believe in Jesus. You can pray this prayer af after me out loud. Pray, dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I need you. I believe that you sent Jesus to live a perfect life, to die on the cross and to rise from the dead. I believe. I believe that I'm weak. I believe that you're strong. I trust you, God, in Jesus' name, amen.